0: Welcome back to the Bulletproof Dad podcast. On today's episode, I sit down with Dublin GAA legend, Paul Flynn. We speak about his incredibly successful GAA career, how he balanced that with his work, and also becoming a dad since retiring. So sit back and enjoy the episode. The Bulletproof Dad podcast is sponsored by M50 Skip Hire and Recycling a local business providing waste management services to business and organizations across Dublin and surrounding counties. Don't forget to mention the Bulletproof Dad podcast for a 10% discount on your next skip wire for your gaff or at work. They even do my bins at the gym. So Paul Flynn, you're very welcome to the Bulletproof Dad podcast. Thanks for making it in. Thanks for having me. So Paul, look, there's a lot of stuff to get through today. I'm not going to lie. I've been doing my research on you the last while and I've actually given up with the amount of medals and titles and everything else you have to your name. I actually just scrapped it afterwards. I said, right, there's too much to get into there. So just to start this, because there's so many areas we could go, I'd love to go back to young Paul Flynn, who's roaming around the streets of Swords. Can you tell us about him?
1: Jeez, don't know whether we want to go there. Um, so yeah, born and bred in Swords, Castle Drive, uh, big family. No eight well. kids, yeah. yeah. You only live around the corner now. Um, great pair of swords. Um yeah, youngest of eight kids. So right. it's six older sisters and one older brother.
0: Right, that's a good Catholic family good, there. Good yeah. Catholic family there.
1: <laughs> um and yeah, great upbringing, you know. Um loved it in swords, very proud swords man. Yeah, um, cool, man. had a wild streak in me when I was younger. Right, still in there. Like most people, like. yeah. Uh, it's just contained. Um and yeah, like I suppose, when I look back when I'm younger, probably one of the main things that was always there, obviously family, obviously
0: you know friends. But did the, G- the GAA like I was? Just, yeah, I played every sport. Um, so who were your clubs growing up then? Obviously Fingalians was the big one for you, yeah. Fingalians. I played a bit of
1: Swords Rovers. I was a terrible soccer player. Oh, I
0: remember them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, terrible soccer player. Right.
1: Um, played golf, played badminton, played basketball. Kind of played a bit of everything, yeah. but the one thing, and it's all down to, I suppose, the influences inside your own house and your environment and stuff like that, but my parents were so strong on the GAA. Cool, they, yeah. they come from a GAA background. Yeah. They were reared on the side of a football field. Are they both
0: dubs, your parents? Are they from the yeah. country? North yeah. County, Dublin, Ballybuckle. All right, yeah. That's, well, that's that, the Dulce's up that way, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So we're only chatting there on the weekend about my nana, like she, she's dead now, but she... Like very staunch ballybuckle, yeah. And yeah. she used to go to games with a, with an umbrella, and she'd be she'd be known. i have been to to, to Moors and Brush, and i have been to different clubs. Yeah, and they'd say, "Geez, speaking to people," and they'd, they'd 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 refer back to my nana because she used to be sticking the the umbrella out and tripping lads up when she was long. <laughs> so I know where I got the wild streak from. Class, yeah. yeah, she's not take him. So yeah, they were kind of my mum and dad were just very strong in the GA. If I decided I didn't want to go soccer on the weekend, for example. They wouldn't care, no problem. But yeah. there was no, there was no way I wasn't going yeah. to, to the gas. So like that was great, great part of your growing up because all my
0: mates played too. Cool. What age were you when you started? Uh, you into the four or five. Into yeah, the there in, wasn't yeah. any
1: academies really at the time, but we were kind of in four or five. So um yeah, played a bit of hurling football, you know. And uh, I can't really remember the kind of start of it, but
0: I just remember being there all the and time. I was and, the hurling skills. All right. Yeah. yeah
1: actually, it was probably when I was younger. I preferred the hurling. Yeah. Um. Whereas a lot of young lads, like they didn't like wearing the helmet. Yeah, it seems it. a
0: big issue. A lot of lads in the gym, their kids say the same thing. They love the football, but struggle with the hurling and, and the helmet. Seems to be the big barrier for a lot of them.
1: Well, the helmets are better now. Yeah. You want to see the thing we used to have to wear? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, the helmets are ter- much better now. But um, oh yeah, so yeah, you just got into it. Loved the yeah. hurling. Lo- loved the football. Um, obviously. Uh, and then, like, our mates, like, there was a core of them who would have been playing, like, all the way through to my teenage years and younger. And then a lot of our mates, we cra- we, we recruited in, too, who never played. Right. And they just came in. And, like, so all of my mates, grew through my
0: kind of teenage years, we all played in the same That'd game. be all, like, who grew up in the streets and in school and stuff, all just kind of yeah. made together. And, you know, yeah. the way
1: different groups start coming together yeah. when you get to teenage years because of secondary school and all that. But we all, like... Every one of us played with Finland together, but um, maybe one or two. And what what age
0: were you then when you started to see like, right, like, there's a bit of talent here, and maybe the, the Dublin scene started to come on then? And um, how how far along were you into your career? Well, when I was
1: younger, you saw us play full back, which was like, you know, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: it was, it was, uh, and then the Colossus at the back, yeah, yeah it was just, I don't know how that ended up. He's a very, very good You probably team. got thrown in there one day and played well, and then you're probably just shoved there for the yeah. rest of it, was it? Yeah, yeah.
1: there were just, um, there were more talented footballers. Who could, put, who could put the ball over the bar. I was a stopper. Um, I was tough. I was good hands. So yeah. probably, you know, it worked. But yeah. uh, and I liked it too. So I was happy enough playing there at the start of my career. So yeah, I played there up until around under... I actually did um, a kind of development squad under 12s. Okay, so you were a,
0: in that, in an early stage, so yeah. in an,
1: uh, Yeah, under 12s it was a competition. They had like regional competition across Dublin and there were six... Uh, we could have had like ten players go from from Fingalians at that age yeah. because we were we we're the dominant team. of okay, yeah. Vincent's, we were just yeah, yeah. yeah We're we're really really good, really strong team. And uh, you could only send six, so but three could only go. there was an A and a B team. Three could go on the A, and three could go on the B. Mm. And I was on the B team, and uh, I kind of was only on the didn't even really start on the on, in the games, but then kind of played the second third and fourth game I think, and we did really well. Uh, and I played quite well. And it, from there, I probably realised that there was something going on, you
0: know. Yeah, but there's, yeah. there's plenty to go. Like, you're only a young lad still. Yeah. And were you kind of within the Dublin scene then from then on the rest of the years? No, it was no, so, wasn't
1: really a Dublin. Squ- that was just a kind of a development, yeah. kind of squad. And then the next big thing is fail. And we kind of didn't do well in the fail. It was under 14s, so I think, I yeah. even though we were a good team, we just didn't perform. Um but kind of after that then the development squad starts kicking in from okay, yeah. 15s, 16s, yeah. 17s and I was always knocking
0: around it. And at that stage, say you're at the 16, 17 mark, is there many other Fengalians as there? Is it, are you the only one from your team at that stage?
1: Yeah, we had a couple, like so me and Carol Connolly, um, yeah. who happens to be my brother in law. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we both married sisters, Carolyn right. and Fiona. And um so we we used to like just go together all the time, okay, you know, yeah. and Ian Kavan are playing with Ravens. Right. He was uh, finger Raven, so the three of us used to kind of. So
0: you're not an arch rival, no.
1: Yeah, uh, well, uh, <laughs> like we're, I suppose probably were right back then, but yeah. like we used to, we, we used to all travel together, the three of us. Yeah, and then like there was one or two other lads like ross Keller, who would have played in, a little bit in goals, and okay. other lads kind of came in and came out. Yeah. But me and Carl, um, uh, we were we were kind of always going and like we you know I just remember like back to our parents both of our parents dro- drove a uh, little green micras
0: and we'd be getting like I think everyone uh, had a micra at some stage growing <laughs> up in the 90s yeah it was the same
1: and we um we'd be going together to the games all the time yeah you know? so I probably from probably under 15s really when the kind of the development squad got to get structured yeah into 16s and you're preparing yourself then for minor which is 17s and 18s cool. so
0: you went in did you do two years at minor with the dubs did you? I did
1: two years at minor with the dubs yeah, yeah. Um, and then the first year I didn't really get a look in
0: okay. um, but you would have been younger like a year younger most yeah, a year younger. Yeah, yeah but
1: so. still it's just, you know still a step up you know but mm. I didn't really get a look in they had a very good team Yeah, and they got to an All-Ireland final actually didn't even make the squad when it came to I think I was on the training squad and then I didn't okay. even make it to the full squad um but then the next year I started midfield mm. and we got knocked out in the first round. So we didn't okay, know, have had a great right, team. Yeah. Um and then like I think there was only one lad from that team, me and Michael Savage was the goalkeeper. Okay. Michael Darren McCauley as well. Sorry. The three of us were the only three who probably
0: went on then. Yeah, yeah. What to, to so Talk to me then about going from the, the step from minor to senior. Like were you straight in a year later or were gap? No, was twenty ones like then. So when yeah.
1: after minor there was a there was a kind of a year off mm-hmm. essentially. He went back, played, um went back, played obviously club and had I think that was the year where I probably had the worst experience of my football in life. We were in the minor final, uh Semi final, sorry. We had we a great little team. Like that team that was the underage, when we got to minor, we were just oh, we were Great bunch, and be- partly because we we're all mates. I you know, think that like, I
0: think that's the best thing about the guys that like you. You start playing at a young age, and it's all like lads you see every week between school and being on the streets together, and you're all there, the whole way growing up together. I think that's just it's so cool. You get a little bit in football, but not the same like the the, the kind of elite scene and kids football. They're chopping and changing clubs every single year. It's it's completely different culture. I think the guys so special for that. Like it really is. Yeah, that's
1: I, I agree with you. And in soccer, sometimes. Like the doors nearly always open in Gah, so yeah. people can come and go. Yeah. Where it's soccer, they just go and they don't really come back. There's nowhere to, to come back to mm. essentially, like because there's no core kind
0: of community. It, it depends on the club and the league and stuff, like yeah. with the soccer. But definitely, like it's for like such for to be at the, the top level of the guy and still to have all your mates around. You think is is pretty special, yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, like you don't have to leave to another club to to go to that level. Like it's no, great you can. That's there. the beauty. Yeah. So you can
1: not really leave. But anyway, well, you can, but it's not. It's not straightforward. Um, but that team, anyway, we were, we were, we were, we were, um we played against a team round Towers and who were kind of right. recruited a couple of lads from a, a neighboring a club, um uh St. James's Gales, and they kinda of had disbanded a little bit. And yeah. the, the two of the main players who were probably the two best players in Dublin at the time, joined round Towers and who were already decent. And we went out there to play them away and we had a cracking game against them. We were getting Oh, it was a great game and we ended up drawing the game uh, could have won could have lost definitely could have lost but um it was a cracking game ball, I'll never forget it and I had a decent game that game but then the replay was brought back to Fingalians so big crowd, home crowd massive crowd yeah. like a big crowd even now like I've gone yeah. to Fingalians we might have a big senior game and there wouldn't have been a crowd like this yeah. it was huge um, and maybe my memory is just kind of made it bigger but yeah, it felt like no, I'm it was sure it
0: was like a big deal at the town, time yeah. it was
1: huge I remember a semi-final of a minor mm. A championship at home um, five minutes in and get yellow cards right that's okay we can deal with that as a little bit overhyped yeah, at this yeah. stage in my career down your marker yeah I did, well at this <laughs> stage of my career I was I had that wild streak that I couldn't control yeah um, and then it was a soft yellow to be fair and then the second one was even softer, I felt, and the ref probably had it into me because I was probably an asshole to him at some games okay. earlier on in the year you had or ref throughout the years. Stage, yeah. yeah, and it sent me off okay. after twenty minutes. And what age January, are you here? Like 18, years? 17, 18 yeah. years of age. Um, really tough. Like I remember watching the rest of the game. Probably not really watching it. Sitting on the sideline with my hands on my head, we in tears. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know what I was. Yeah, I was yeah. emotional. Yeah. I remember, I think my sister Neve came over to me like, well, she wouldn't even need to go to my games. This shows you. She'd never be at yeah. my games yet. She was there at this, and she came over to me at the end. There's a kind of vague recollection of that. But feeling like so, well, one, upset. Yeah. Two, disappointed in myself. Like, lonely. It was like, it was just a, it was a tough place. And, and mainly because of the fact, that, as I said, they were my mates. Yeah, I let them down. I let myself down, you know, and... Uh, now even after looking back at my whole career and like I'm still going playing with the club, it's not done yet. But that was definitely the lowest point. Okay, Never yeah. forget it. And I kind of figured out that I had to learn. Like I learned a lot from it.
0: It's a huge lesson. Like it, it was is, huge. Yeah. It went the like, hard, hard way, but it was yeah. huge. Yeah. Right. So like that's you've gone through your 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 youth career, if you like. We're talking now up to maybe the 21 scene after going through that. You've had your huge lesson there in front of your whole hometown watching, which is obviously big. <laughs> um. Talk to me then about the step in. You did twenty ones then with Dublin. That was the next step. Yeah. Twenty
1: ones to Dublin was probably where I kind of where I. Again, I'm still under the radar at this stage. Like yeah. I'm not like somebody who says oh, he's automatically gone to the seniors. That was definitely not the case. I was like I was
0: still a little bit loose. I was, you, you were. You're obviously very aware of this, were you? Yeah. Yeah.
1: but yeah. it wasn't as problem was I was kind of a of a night out at the same time. I wasn't. You <laughs> know, to to pubs
0: and swords to be fair. Yeah, yeah, and
1: I wasn't all in, and I probably didn't know what I was. You know, I mm. knew I had talent and. um and I, when I focused on it, you know, I, I probably kind of knew it, it, could, it could be decent, but I never kind of said, oh, I'm an automatic, you know, this is, if yeah. I focus on this, I'm going to be a Dublin senior. Um, But then we were in the 21s and I, even though we got beaten again the first round, I actually had a very good game okay. Um, and the whole senior team were there. And the setup was team.
0: literally just one game and you're out, like it was... Trained for,
1: trained for probably six months, um, flat out training. Yeah. We had like... Two beaches? um, Le, uh, Mead. Right. Yeah. 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 And again, in both games, Leash betters in the minor, and Mid betters in, in the in the in the twenty ones. in both times, we were kind of favourites, and we just didn't play well, um, which was disappointing. Like you know, you, like a lot of Dublin teams would have got good runs underage and yeah. before and after us, but we just we were knocked down the first round yeah. of both them. And that's probably partly why so little players made it up to senior because they didn't get you know the opportunity to prove and themselves. Got many games to play, yeah, yeah, to show
0: yourself off, yeah.
1: So I um. This is a genuine. Well, this is genuine as as I heard it because Dolly, Kieran Duff, like Dublin legend, Fingalians legend. He's
0: like doing my research. He's the only kind of name that stood out to me from ex Fingalians players who kind of had a big Dublin career. Now I could be wrong here, but he was kind of like. Has there been many, like say, since him? Was there anyone else between himself and yourself, like?
1: Um, on the lad side only, uh, Paul O'Neill would have played a little bit of league and a few others Vinnie Galvin would have played like um, on the
0: fringes more so yeah, than in the core squad yeah. yeah but no
1: Dully, mm. was the, Dully was the only other like one. would you that.
0: have been conscious of this like so like I'm, I am know because I played a little bit with Sills on and off when I was growing up and like the clubs you always heard of was like especially Northside it would have been Vincent's probably Nafina as well maybe Bridges to an extent and then there's obviously the Southside clubs like were you conscious that like when you're you've Fingalians, say you're going up to train in the Dublin uh, trials or train, and you've got your Fingalians crest on, do you feel, are you conscious of that, that like it's there's not much of a Fingalian's representation in that? Like do you feel that like you're a bit of an underdog here compared to maybe someone of the same ability that maybe has a Vincent's top or a, a Athena top? Is that in your head?
1: No, it's def- it's definitely there. It's not in my head, but it's yeah. definitely something that's knocking around. Like I'm not, it wouldn't be something I'm thinking of. Like a minor level, we were a top Team, yeah, like, so we were probably yeah. where we, we, we had the right to be there, yeah. right? Um, and the same, and that kind of carried through 21. So I never really had this inferior complex mm. with some of those bigger clubs, uh, because we used to always used to beat them, right? Well, that um, happens, yeah. yeah, that And we as I say, we we're not, not all, but like, as a, from a club perspective, it's no different with any like North County yeah. t- teams, uh, players in those teams that you have to really perform to get noticed, like, you know, you're not automatically in division one and all your senior games, yeah. so. No it is and yeah. it's just a consequence of people looking at the top tier teams yeah. and thinking that they have all the best well, I'm sh- players. I'm
0: sure there's some I'd imagine with different underages as well you probably get the selectors or the managers probably has an association with the club as well and there's probably politics behind that as well. That Nepotism goes, that, that, that does not that, happen. That, never in the GAA <laughs> no not a chance. Yeah no there's a chance that. like yeah so um,
1: but yeah so um, at the 21s I didn't have a great game but I, right. I hit a, lot of, a big shoulder which was a Bit of a trademark, right? Um, okay. I used what position to, were you playing? 10, 10, playing midfield, okay. and I call out with a, with a decent shoulder. And Kieran Duff, around two weeks, anyway, we got beaten, man. Right? There was little feedback, there was no wash up, there was no review after six months, yeah. It was, just done. Yeah, training, it was yeah. just done. I was like, <laughs> what the hell? Which is kind of difficult, too, because you're yeah. transitioning out of it, you build up friends, and that's just it that it, like, yeah. yeah, and potentially that's the end of your career. Yeah. And I kind of start getting the bug now, like I was going to more Dublin games, mm. I was watching, I was like, you know, starting to think about the game a bit more, and then I was starting to think I wanted to play for the seniors, like, you know, um, and that doesn't, like, when I think back, that didn't really crystallize when I was in minor, I can of remember myself saying, geez, I just want to play for Dublin seniors, but... It was obviously there, but when I was 21, I was really thinking about it because okay. it, it was tangible, I was close to it. I yeah, could yeah. nearly feel you it. had the taste and you wanted yeah. more, yeah. And uh anyway, so I hit this ladder shoulder and Dully said, he, um two weeks later, I was called into a trial game with the seniors. They were mm-hmm. trying to make up numbers, they had a squad game. So so you, they,
0: are you 20, 21 this age? Yeah, I'm 20.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah 20. It was 19, 20. Sorry, I was 20, 21 in that kind of yeah. year. And um I remember getting called in and... Didn't have a great game, but I hit another lad's shoulder, Darren McGee, who was right.
0: like a unit, six foot four, yeah, yeah. midfielder. Um, Is that Johnny McGee's brother? Yeah, Johnny yeah, McGee's Johnny actually brother. trained us in the gym for a while, a while back. Great yeah, blokes, both fella, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, both of them are great blokes. And uh, just I call him blindside, right? So yeah. he gathered a ball, ball coming up from over his left shoulder. I came in on the other side, timed it nicely, and hit him a lovely dunt, and turned the ball over, and we went up the other end, and, and someone else got a score, or whatever but I didn't play great after that yeah. genuinely like um, you know worked hard got on a few balls played average mm-hmm. would average, you have been one of the youngest on the pitch like, yeah yeah, game, yeah. Been, there was a few of us brought in for it but um, so anyway I got caught got caught but after that point Dully said like and Pillar they were they were, they were impressed with the physicality they see in the raw talent yeah yeah and they want they invite me back in here, yeah. and they reckon we can, we can mould yeah. this guy and um, Pillar Caffrey fairness and and Dully so like you know they just seen it and I, I just think that like now when I'm even asked about young players now, or I'm asked about, you know, if if has is anyone going well in your club or have you played against anyone who's going well, I always look out for like that raw talent because yeah. it's sometimes the rough diamonds that can be just dusted off or that can be sharpened up, that can be, you know,
0: how would you fantastic footballers. How would you just that raw talent you're talking about, if you had to like give it a, a phrase or a word, what would you describe as? Um I think I think one word is
1: difficult, right? But I think there's a few like characteristics. Yeah. That, sorry. Yeah, what would the characteristics, yeah, what would the characteristics it be? It? Right. Okay. So um, they have to have they have to be a, they have to have the right attitude. Mm. Okay. They and now what does that what does that mean? Right. But they have to be they have to be willing to work really really hard. Not just on the pitch physically, but also you know identifying where the gaps are. You know having a commitment to growth. Essentially mm. having a commitment to getting better. So
0: gaps in their own abilities and performance. Exactly. And yeah, yeah. um, they have
1: to be, have the right. I, I wasn't the best I, I had a good strike at a ball but I wasn't the best kick passer or I wasn't the best person to take a score right. but I could strike a ball so all I needed to do was just work on it mm. you know and just hone it and that, that, um, that's what I did I think you have to have good hands right you right. know it's really a hard one
0: to you can coach it yes but in intercounty, you have to win primary possession yeah. all the time right but that was kind of a Mark you for a good few years, then wasn't off yeah, But every you yeah. look,
1: at every inter-county player now that like, mm. they have good, they have to have good hands, mm. you know, because you have to win. You don't get time. A club, you might, you know, if you if you drop it, you might still have time to gather it. In inter-county it's about first touch. You win your ball, you move it on, mm. you know, um, and you have to be able to play in the system. So I think the the two big ones for me will be just um, like and the right attitude, tough, and there's a willingness to learn, a willingness to just kind of
0: get stuck in and get better I, was, I know I've gone a bit off point there All just keen, right, no, just how you describe it and
1: I love like, their characters like, you know, playing Fingani's now I see a lot of young lads yeah. and they have these characters and I just l- love working with them mm. because you're trying to just layer on little bits every session and you can see their eyes are open their ears are, are open when you're talking to them and they're listening and then you just see them then doing or trying to do, it and you're like, "That's exactly that's what it's all about." Mm. It's a journey. Football life is
0: is a journey, and it's about just learning. Could you maybe out. see yourself going into coaching in the future? Is there something you'd like to experiment with at some point? Maybe never
1: thought I would, and uh, now that I'm getting close to the end. I probably will. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, like, and I, I'll start off probably with my kids, you know, yeah. and um, um, and I'll do a bit down at finger Islands. like I you know got involved a little bit with the finger twenty ones this year, and you know, really enjoyed mm. that experience. I passed on a little bit more. And Giving back to the club, And most like this.
0: I'm thinking of it, if I'm a young lad, like a teenager, and Paul Flynn, the Dublin legends coming in to, to coach you, I think like that's that's a great thing to have access to. So, going back to them, we're talking about you're just literally getting into that the, the senior part of it. Can you remember, like, what you, you did? You have a debut in like say one of the smaller competitions first, or were you thrown straight in then for your debut into the championship?
1: Yeah, my debut was against Wicklow in the O'Born Cup, and it was around like a week before.
0: Or a week after. What sort of crowd size would have been at that?
1: Decent. It was in Parnell Park. You're talking right. about eight thousand people. Yeah, yeah, yeah great atmosphere. Know, there, like, great yeah, atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. And um, my nana, had, my infamous nana, had just died. Oh, right? right, Yeah. And it was uh, it was kind of nice, but it was sad too that she never got love a chance her to, to, see there, me. to see me. Yeah, that. yeah. Even just yeah. to kind of see huge. it on TV because yeah. it was on TV or whatever. But it was nice also because it kind of lifted the spirits of my dad and stuff like that. that yeah. it was kind yeah. of something cool that was happening yeah, around it's a very sad time. Big for him. time should be super proud of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. But um so that was a start, that was in 07. Played a few games in the O'Boring Cup. Um played a couple of league games. Um sorry, apologies, 08. Okay. Um and then the last league game. So yeah, so I played them a couple of games in the Auburn Cup. They went well. So in the played league well.
0: The league, are you're going all around the country playing in like you're playing down in Kerry, you're playing in or oh, maybe Donegal, but like you are going home and away for these, these yeah. games. Yeah, home away, yeah, 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 So again, be decent crowds at those as well. Wouldn't oh yeah, yeah, no, like
1: you're talking, yeah, anything from ten thousand mm. to twenty to thirty thousand, maybe. You know,
0: yeah. was there anywhere you liked playing in particular outside of Dublin? I'm sure there's a good few spots, but one that you. To put your finger on.
1: Um I love playing down in Clarny. Uh, Yeah, we with good experience down there one of the years. Could you stay
0: the night after? Like, would you make a weekend of it or are you straight back on a bus there? <sighs>
1: Unfortunately, we stayed too many we we didn't stay enough, to yeah. be honest with you. Like, you know, or we'd stay the night before the game. Like, yeah. you know, you want to stay the night like, after. Like, yeah. You know, we yeah. one or two, you know, um episodes where we stayed um after and you know, that's what it's all about, like the banter, yeah, like the, deadly, the, yeah. the value you build even yeah. a team, like that and them nights they were. Uh, would you were.
0: go, say, say you were playing carry down Clarny, would you meet those lads the next day then after the game or is it just more just the dumb lads sticking together? Uh, never. Yeah, never. Arch rivals. yeah. It's just, it's bizarre. <laughs> you just never meet them, like, yeah.
1: even before or after. You play against them. Yeah. Even in all the finals through the years, you just like, yeah. there's an awkward kind of moment directly after the All Ireland where you go into the same kind of bar, you know, yeah, yeah. Park yeah. and maybe one
0: beer and you might okay. say
1: hello, you know, to them and then that's it. you will yeah. never see them again. Would you that know that maybe
0: some of the lads from, because you obviously you went to DCU, didn't you? Yeah, you'd yeah. know. If, I like I, I, I was some
1: lads would be awkward. I was never awkward. Mm. I would always go on with goofy lads from college and you meet them then at different events and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And like look, they're all the same. They're like if you think about it, they You've loads
0: in common with different counties. I mean? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: it's just it's just it when you're when now that I've left, like, the inter-county scene, I've lost that ultra-competitiveness, okay. you know, like, right? And you have yeah. realise you've got just got a bit, way more perspective when you realise cool, yeah. what the hell, right? Yeah. But I couldn't have been the player that I wanted to be if I didn't have that yeah. ultra-competitiveness. So yeah. I didn't want to be mates with them. Like, you know, yeah. I wanted to keep that distance, be respectful always, and, you know, and say hello to them always. But no, I wanted to hate them. To be right. honest with you, because it made it easier for me to then do what I had to do on the pitch, you know. Gave, so
0: you gave everything when you hey, you, you got an edge, yeah. and if you,
1: whatever it takes to, to get that little Big bit time. of an edge,
0: you know, you yeah, just take it. It's so elite, it's elite sport at the end of the day, it's elite yeah. sport. You cross
1: yeah. that white line, it's win or lose. Um,
0: What's the dynamic then? Like I think some people are a bit naive with like team sports because people think, oh yeah, teammates together, everybody's working towards a common goal, and like that's that's great. But like, say you come into that Dublin senior team as a young lad coming in. Like you're going into a dressing room there with probably some of your heroes, players you probably were watching stand on the hill 16 a couple of years previous, watching them play, and like that dressing room is full of human beings. Human beings have egos and insecurities. So some people in that dressing room are probably conscious, like who's this young lad coming in trying to take my space? Because obviously I play for Dublin, I want to win things and have good teammates, but I don't want to have players taking my space. So like, what's what's like is a 20 year old from Swords going into this sort of melting pot of a dressing room what's, what's going through your head when you're you're meeting these people for the first time are you nervous are you, do you have imposter syndrome going on or are you yeah I want to be here like what's what's going through your head there
1: 100% you're nervous like you know and um, you're so nervous that the, well I was so nervous the first day that like we had the game in David's I walked in the door there was a seat on the right because it was the first seat I seen okay. and I just sat down right and That was a little bit of an issue with the culture back then where they all had seats, you know? And I sat and I can't remember whose seat it was. It could have been... Anyway, they didn't mind, right? But, like, it was a bit of a kind of... You were putting your place fairly quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... um, But there's definitely that. Like, I said, even for... Like, 100% is guys who are saying, who the hell is this guy, you know? Mm. And, you know, he's maybe not good enough to be here. Or, you know, we're going to put him in his place on the pitch, you know, whatever like that. But that's just a natural kind of...
0: It's all part of it. It's you all get it part in every sport. Yeah, yeah and you yeah. have
1: to just figure that out and you have yeah. to be able to operate in that environment. Mm-hmm. And many people came in and weren't able to and then they were gone. And mm-hmm. that's it. And then you, you just have to be able to go in. You have to be able to shield yourself from that. You have to be able to play to your strengths and focus on you when you're in there. You have to be able to perform under pressure. And that's what makes... That's 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 how you get called back. That's how you get, you know, um, initially you get opportunities to play in a cups. You might get five minutes initially then you have to build mm-hmm. it up. It's no different
0: than any... You have to... At that level, there's no room for carrying dead weight. To me, like you hear the word mindset thrown around a lot. I think that's what you're saying there is exactly it. Like I, I would have played soccer growing up more so than Ga. And like that would have been gone to trials and stuff at say the the, the Dublin team and stuff like that. We would have had the, the Brentford representation league and stuff like that. And I always remember going and you're, it, it's that sort of melting pot where I know, you know, you look back with kind of, you know you could have done better and maybe it's the experience and you often hear people talk about this, they know deep down they could have performed a bit better, but it's just they couldn't get their mindset around the environment and the high pressure zone. And I think what you've just said there is huge. If there was any young lad listening now, I know there's a lot of lads in the gym who, have, who will have kids listening to this because they're all big into their guy. I think if any nugget we get from the rest of this interview, that is absolutely massive. What you're saying there is just fully focused on your own game and acknowledge that stuff there is perfectly normal. But again, stay focused on your own strengths, your own characteristics. So yeah, that's all
1: you can do, you know, yeah. and, like, and not try to get into yourself into dreamland. Mm. Like I just said to myself, I'm going to go over and one thing I can control is I'm going to work harder than anybody else yeah. or as hard as I possibly can. Right. Go onto the pitch and no one ever, you know, no, everybody loves effort. Right. Mm. You know, if you're trying to do the but right But you can thing, control
0: that no matter what's going exactly. around, you can control your own work. Right. It doesn't matter what's mm. going
1: on. And I carried that through to my whole career. You know, one of the key things, like if you're in a game, could be an All-Ireland Final, loads of noise, you drop the first ball. The one thing I could always control was um, tackle count. Mm. I used to always say, regardless of what's going on, I could, you just mightn't be having my best game, but you can impact the game and get yourself into a game and by tackle count. And that's purely based on work rate and your intent. And that's kind of probably been a core foundation of my game throughout. So um, if every player will have their own Core core yeah. characteristics, core foundations. Just figure out what it is and bring it then, Bring it to whatever environment or game or sport or whatever when, you know you're 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 in.
0: You just mentioned there about like Crow Park for eighty thousand people. Can you remember when, like your first kind of big game where you really felt that like, fuck, I'm in the middle of Crow Park here. It's a packed house. It's the Crow Park roar. Like maybe was it an All Ireland quarter final or would it have been maybe a Leinster final? No, it was, for my debut.
1: Uh, it was my debut. It was my debut in. In championship debut. In championship there. debut, yeah. 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 Um, sorry, championship debut. And it was 08 against Westmead. Uh, Semi final, I think it was. And um, I'd missed the first game because in the league game, we got, um, a group of us got suspended for, there was a bit of a. Okay. Yeah. Is that that the one, that
0: really famous picture? is all standing on the hill. Yeah, and that's, the, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, cracking yeah, yeah. picture. Yeah, yeah I've seen that floating re- around recently. So
1: um, I think that was that year. Um, sorry, my memory. All the game, all the, the years. jeans were yeah. <laughs> yeah, They'll be back. They'll be back. I have them tucked away. you will have the, the last wardrobe. laugh in a few years. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. Get around four pairs of jeans out of them. But, um. Um, anyway, the, the, the debut, Westmead, playing against a, gay, a guy called uh, Damien Healy, really hey. experienced wing back for Westmead. Top player, to be fair, and he was in his 30s. So you were going to run him, that was the plan? I was going to run him. Yeah. That was the plan, right? And in my in naivety, um, all that week I trained way harder than I needed to. Everything I was doing, I was running up the stairs at home, and I was thinking to myself, this is me chasing him, right? yeah. yeah. This is me putting him on the back foot, right? By the time the game came around, I was exhausted, right? right. Psychologically, never yeah, yeah. mind physically. And he absolutely destroyed me. From the f- word go, he 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 outsmarted me, he outplayed me, he outran me.
0: So you felt you were like following him everywhere as opposed to him tracking you? I was yeah. a wing
1: forward, he was a wing back, yeah. and I was literally a cornerback. That's what it felt like, just right. tracking him. Yeah. A ball came to me at one stage, it kind of went up a little bit higher. i say if I had jumped a couple of inches, I would have caught mm. it. And it went over my head, and uh, it was just a terrible game of football. And I got taken off at halftime.
0: Right, taken off halftime. In your and debut, it was around yeah.
1: sixty thousand, maybe seventy thousand people there. It was back when we used to get big crowds, yeah, in the yeah. first Back when Leicester rounds. was competitive, yeah. yeah. And, um, and we won, like we yeah. won the game, and it, it, that was quite. That was steep learning as well. There's so much learning going on like that's you know, at huge, the early stage. Like, yeah, but yeah. it was. It was it was it was lonely you know yeah. again you're yeah. kind of saying come on come on like staying in and getting changed at
0: half time and the lads are going back out and then you're going out onto the and you, um sitting on the bench it's it's tough yeah yeah that's yeah like, i you know there's obviously the emotion of winning and you're happy with that but deep down personally it's probably hard to you know you're aware of what's happened like that coming off a of half time in a game you know something's not right there yeah 100% did you play any more in that championship then or was that
1: um I played a little bit, yeah, but yeah. not like um it's kind of got a few cameo roles, but I didn't get, you know. Um
0: I don't think I started any other games. That was sorry, what year was that now? Oh, eight. So that was with Pillar then right were Pillars God? last yeah. year, yeah. And then Pat Gilroy comes in after that then, yeah. Yeah. And so that was like we've actually had Pat do some work with us. Um he came on and did a seminar with us in the gym, and he's phenomenal guy. He's one yeah. of the best hours of anything I've ever done in my life. He came on we were during COVID and in lockdown, and we had to organise him to come on and give a talk. And he actually came on with Bart, and the two of them gave a talk about the kind of stuff they brought in. He spoke about the first year, the, the heavy defeat to to carry at the time, and he just couldn't figure out what had happened. And he, he met Bart then, and they forged this plan that, to me, seems like it laid the foundation for the next kind of ten years of success, really. But what he did, um, did he? He obviously had a big impact on you, hundred yeah. percent. So
1: in the winter of. 08 when pa- Pillar had just finished yeah. he'd finished up after his term I was worried I didn't have a great yeah, year yeah. you know I, I hadn't shot the lights out I'm young loads of young players get a chance mm. and they don't take it and that's the end mm. of it and I'm driving through um I'm driving through Rohini uh, with Fiona and the car we're going off to a travel agent we're going to book a holiday I remember clearly and and uh, I get a phone call from an unknown number and I answer, and
0: it's Pat Gilroy. And pulling, did the you pair. believe it was him, or were you like telling one of your mates to fuck off? No, so you know, well, some well, it is. Again, probably <laughs> it, with,
1: with such hope that it was him, I yeah, believed it. I yeah. wanted to believe it, so I believed <laughs> it. And um, he just said, Look, you know, really impressed with what I've seen of you. Okay. Um, Want to build a team around your style of play, work great, hard, work, hard yeah. work, and really hoping, you know, that you're up for it next year mm. that kind of that kind of level of conversation and I was, I was elated I was buzzing yeah. I was just energised now to go back at it and you know obviously there was a lot of proving to, do, to be done because he, he carried out com- regional competitions and stuff like that mm. and but the fact that he just said those
0: words just that was a gave step. me the confidence yeah. to say right this guy's got my back and he had my back that's, through his whole yeah, yeah. time that's yeah. cool that, that's really cool that was the kind of the validation, maybe you're looking for it. That'd be fair to say.
1: Yeah, yeah. Validation, yeah. just confidence that you're young. You yeah. you don't know where you're at. You know. Um And I probably had just done enough, just about done enough to kind
0: of be a young player yeah. who had potential. So within know? two years, then you're all Ireland champion and you're getting your first All Star. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Which
1: is like out of nowhere. Like yeah. if, if in '09, I started with Pillar, with, with, with uh, Giller. And um, I actually played all right. Like, didn't really do a lot wrong. But yeah. we got hammered by Kerry, and changes came, yeah, and yeah. I was a consequence of the changes. And in 2010, then I didn't play. I played bit bit role, okay. and I was playing well off the bench. But like, yeah. wasn't you know shoot the lights out again? Wasn't absolutely wasn't the, like number ten wasn't my position. You know, it was yeah. it was there to be won. And I was competing for it, but it wasn't mine. And then at 11, I just kind of, I, I nailed it down in the league, you know, um, focused on a lot of things after 2010, primarily my skills, mm. making sure that I, uh, when the opportunity came, I, I took my score, and when I was putting balls into the full forward line, that they were hitting the man, or where they should be going,
0: and... Um, Some, something that struck me, like, over those years, like, obviously he's had an incredible squad, uh, not just with, with Pap, but obviously then, like, going into Jim Gavin years as well, but, like, the internal competition for places must have been insane, particularly in the fours. Like, you often think that, like, say, I come on as a sub of fifteen minutes ago, maybe in the, the Leinster quarter final, we're fifteen points up, and obviously the game is finished. But these are my fifteen minutes to show what I can do because I want to start the ne- next game. That must have been one of the biggest driving forces. Obviously, you've great management and you've good players, but that must have been a huge part of it as well. That internal competition between players, like hundred percent, like and that. like like.
1: It's so important wherever you are, like that you're kind of you're not just motivated to play a game, and you're not just competing against mm. um, teams on the weekend. That in every training session, you're open your game, you're getting better, you're under pressure, and mm. that's where we were. We we're in a cauldron, like from right from Giller's time, true.
0: Like you never let anybody feel comfortable, you know. So we're talking here now, like like it's fascinating, like just to hear a bit about like the, the Dublin scene. But, like, what I'm conscious of here is, like, you're saying about how much work and effort you're putting into your skill set and developing your game. The issue with all this is, like, this is an amateur sport and you need to have a life outside of this as well. So, like, where are you at? Like, you're going through your 20s here, right? And you're doing so well now. You've established yourself in Dublin. You're a GAA All-Star. Everything is going great. What's the story, like, behind the scenes in terms of, like, what do you do for a career? How, like, how are you trying to make time to actually, like, make a living here as well? Like, what what, what were your kind of jobs along the way in that that golden period of your your GAA? What were you doing, I suppose, for for a living outside of it?
1: Well, when I left school, I, um, I qualified as a plumber. Yeah. And I did that for Did you do a full trade, yeah? yeah? Yeah. Did full trade. I was blessed, actually, to be fair, that, like, I was playing football, and yeah. I was playing football in DIT. Right. So I actually played, like, so when I went into the different phase four, phase six mm. of the apprenticeships, I was I was actually fast tracked. I did my apprenticeship in four years. At okay. the time it was taking some people six. Right. It was there was a sort of backlog, maybe five, like you know. But um but then they wanted to get me in to play football, so I got fast tracked. Well not fast tracked, but it was just kind of it was it right in time when it should have been there, but it was uh, You were my I, priority, I, I, yeah. I was there, I was there. I did it did not in four years, yeah. put it that way, and it was okay. uh,
0: and I Played football each of the years. So, did you go off working on building sites then after that? Or like- uh,
1: no, when I, when I qualified, I was yeah. working with Linsky's engineer. Uh, yeah. Eamon Harry, ex dub, was a the director there, he was the QS director, great guy. And, um, I remember going up to him uh, in the office to just ask, just after, after I fully qualified, and I was, I said to him, I'm leaving, I'm, I'm going back to college, and uh. So I went back to college to DCU to study um, PE in biology and it was it was literally born out of the fact that like everybody in the dressing room in Dublin either was had gone to college or was studying mm. or had an office job and I was coming up to train every day and like it was jaded. Like yeah. I was working hard every day. What
0: was the what was the schedule like in terms of training? Like you're training mornings, evenings, weekends, what's the kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, they were all about? different,
1: different managers, mm. but like, you know, um, when I started off, when I was plumbing, it was Monday in the gym, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Right. So it was four days. Um. But then What's sort hour? Like a two-hour training session? Yeah. It? It's all even. Like yeah. I, I guess you're there probably if it's if seven o'clock train, you're there just after six. Yeah. And you're not getting home before half nine, ten. You know, because yeah. meetings and things like that
0: afterwards. And um, what made you choose then that the subject choice you went for? What was the kind of logic behind that? Was it just what you had an interest in? To be to be fair, I probably didn't give it enough thought. Um,
1: my thinking was. Really, at this point, right, I'm 20 years of age. You're talking about your football. I'm talking about football. It, yeah. And I was like, right, if, um, pick subjects that I, I, I'd be passionate about. Mm. And then um, if I could get into teaching, that I'd have the summers off to be, be able to play football. Right. That's where my head was cool, at. Cool, yeah. Which is right. understandable at that age. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. Um, I always admire young people at that age who just know what they want. I just didn't, I know, wasn't, you know, yeah. So and uh, but I knew what I wanted. I wanted to play football, yeah. and this was going to give me create the space to me to allow me to do that, yeah, to allow me to focus and to put in the hours um, that needed to be put in to be able to be the best that I could be. So,
0: so you got your degree. Did you go teaching
1: then after that? Went a te- little bit like the plumbing. Went teaching for uh, finish off my dip and d- yeah. to qualify fully as a teacher, and. um, I left
0: teaching then. yeah. This real world didn't suit you at all. I just
1: no. did well. I, I liked, I, I liked some elements of teaching. Yeah, I was passionate about. It's elements a tough of bloody it. job, I tell yeah, say. Like, yeah. yeah, and there was just there was just some other elements that probably I don't know. I didn't really align with. Um, I think you. One, I think if you want to be a teacher, you have to be. You really have to be passionate about. Yeah. It have to be passionate about it. It has to be nearly a vocation. You know. And um, no, I agree with you there. Yeah, and I guess. Yeah. I think there's something um in me that just probably wants to keep on challenging myself and keep on growing, yeah. right? And uh, I, I just I just had this thing in my head that like no matter how hard I work as a teacher, I'm not sure I can't see a direct relationship between work and progression. Okay, yeah, I could see fair, it yeah. as more time mm. and progression is mm. teaching like, the longest day, the the, the more you progress yeah, through yeah. the ranks. Whereas I was I was probably a little bit still am in a hurry, you know, yeah. <laughs> in yeah, a hurry know to progress, like, yeah. and yeah. I guess that's probably said, okay, maybe um try something different. So yeah. yeah. But the period it was it was so important that period of four years in, in college because I literally I went all in on the college. Yeah. Um and I went all in on my training. And I've um finished with a first class honors degree and I finished college with two Sigurdsons and i really cemented myself as um a, a number ten with,
0: with yeah, Dublin. Yeah. And it's I'd like literally Service had kind of so really so well, for
1: yeah. me, when I look back I the best period of my yeah, life, yeah, and plus yeah. I made some friends and I had some crack, you know, all yeah. the, b- the benefits of going to college. But, um, it was a really good balance, so that's it. Was just it was a formation of my career to a certain extent,
0: big time, yeah. I can see that. And like with the Sigerson, like you'd be playing with but there be lads from all of our other counties there as well, like playing with you, was a mostly lads like, similar no, to we, yeah, yeah we the core mates. dubs
1: yeah. and then, um core dubs and then like you know
0: a load of um, different different counties as well because it was DC you were in yeah yeah so you'd have there'd be a few lads on scholarships and stuff in there yeah, as yeah. well there, yeah. Yeah. so you get some good players yeah. oh it was great I lived
1: yeah. on campus for four years and um, yeah it was fantastic and it's, it's just the environment just being around like you know like I live in Michael Murphy who Dunygal legend just just yeah, yeah. he's just finished up yeah and we were in the same course we yeah. were best mates hanging around each other all the time learning from him bouncing off him you know just going kicking you know, going to the gym. Yeah, probably you know. one
0: of the best players you could probably learn off for yeah. kicking the ball over the bar. Yeah. Exactly, okay. and we did loads of kicking together
1: and even throughout sure that time, Bernard Brogan was a good mentor, a good mate of mine, but he was a good mentor in relation to kicking the ball and Pat yeah. Gilroy was the catalyst of all that because yeah. I remember he used to bring me out to DCU with Bernard, and it was, I'm an inter-county footballer and, 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 and at this stage, right, yeah. and but yeah, I had to be so humble, right, to realise I could not kick the ball Good enough okay. for to display wing forward, right? Because what is the lessons we were doing were elementary, right? It was bringing it back to basics, tore things back to the most simplest. This was Pat's art. approach, was yeah. it? Yeah, with me one on one with me and Bernard, and Bernard was like chewing and, and you know, and Pat was, you know, getting into the mindset side yeah. of it, and it was, it was, you know, it was, it was definitely a period. For my growth, and then it was supported by having Mick Bohan, who was a coach with DCU mm. at the time, and he was all about skills and technical element of it. But really, the mindset element of it with Pat was 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 was, was so powerful for me because I used to play the game at a hundred percent. Used to be everything was just full intensity. Mm. Yet, when it comes to striking the ball, you have to get yeah. yourself into the eighty percent zone. Okay, you know you have that to. Was dial that, you, back. that was what you.
0: That was what actually worked off. So one hundred percent trying to win the ball back, and then when you're in possession. It's like take a breath. It was three phases.
1: So Tell me it's, three, same, three phases. First thing, just be able, just it, it was composure. Yeah. So the minute you get the ball, compose yourself, right? Second phase
0: was What con- does composure look like? Is it compo- taking a breath? Is it settling the body? Or is it what a Initially
1: initially when I was doing the drills, when we were staring, it was taking a hop. Okay. So it was just to hop the ball because yeah. that just slowed you down slow right. slowed the head down, slowed everything, down, and it was a trigger yeah. to the say we're composed here. Okay. Right? Okay. And then we were able to take that away by just a breath or just a step sometimes it was just an extra step Mm -hmm. to be able to get that you know to get your to get your balance but also just to get your your balance physically and mentally essentially yeah um, the second phase was about contact,
0: and we worked on each of these three separately. I'm laughing because right? there's lads probably playing football 30-40 years. who have never broken down the process of actually kicking a ball before, you know. This, we don't yeah, do this in yeah, GAL yeah, No just kick the like, ball. Yeah,
1: I think it's. I th- to be fair, I think in soccer they do it better. Like I, I used to love playing soccer with our guy with soccer lads because yeah. I just felt they strike the ball so yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, in um, second phase is all about contact, right? Getting hitting the hitting the ball of the sweet spot. of your foot yeah. essentially, and did. Yeah. Boots are designed to have a sweet spot. Now you know exactly where it is. Just a little spot on the predators, yeah. Exactly, and just focusing on it, and just regardless of the outcome of the shot, just focusing on getting it off sweet spot. And okay. after a while, you would just know by feel. What you was the third step up. then? And the third step was follow through, right? So it was about just making sure you didn't stop on it. You just followed through. Yeah. It's a like golf swing. You just and where it
0: lands, it lands. And then. where it lands,
1: lands. And I would it was keeping my head down after the follow through and I wasn't even looking at the post when we we're doing drills. Yeah. And yeah, I knew. I just knew the minute I hit it that's point, 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 yeah. wide. But it didn't matter if it was a wide, it was about the it was about
0: the process of kicking. That's class, yeah. Just breaking it down. Exactly. Again, I think it goes back to what I said earlier, to control the controllables. Yeah. Yeah, like that, that's that's fascinating. So Listen, that's that's a great insight. Again, to be people listening to this again, trying to be out with their kids now tomorrow. <laughs> 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 Compose yourself, shouting at them. Compose yourself. Um, so like, what I love to talk to you about now is like, after after you qualify as a teacher, where's the next step after that, then for you, just in terms of career path?
1: So funny enough, I went um, and I did. Um, I went around, and met a lot of pharma companies around going into um. um Pharma sales, yeah, yeah, and I had a biology degree. I was, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was kind of qualified to kind of get in at an entry level, and um, but it was, it was in the middle of the recession. It was a difficult time. Yeah. It was, it was, there was a lot of companies under pressure at the time. So I ended up going into Aer Lingus. Um, I went into HR in Aer Lingus. All right, yeah, yeah, great yeah. experience. And they are working on an employee engagement
0: program that they had. You must like between the teaching and that, like. You probably a good interest in people, so yeah, yeah.
1: Human, HR and, and and teaching, I, mean, I do see, yeah. you know, um that doesn't like relationship.
0: That's definitely more. I'm the exact same as you. But I think it's more I remember watching like a Jordan Peterson thing he says about like men in general are more interested in things and it's women are more interested in people. And if that's the case, so be it. But I'm definitely an exception to that rule. I don't disagree <laughs> with it, Boy, I just As think that was what he's saying, yeah.
1: Touch with our feminine side, which is fine. That's
0: all good, yeah. Um yeah.
1: but yeah, so that went in there, I was there for two years, and I was I was actually really lucky with the exposure I got in that job because yeah. again, entry level, but yet there was um it was it was a core project, it was a difficult project because heavily unionized organization and employee engagement i've worked the there for 35
0: years so yeah like, great organization
1: yeah. and fantastic people and i like still meet
0: people yeah i got to not i got to move around the whole organization through this role it's a joy of a big company like that you can have different roles and like there's yeah. a lot going on there yeah loads going on
1: yeah. and um so that was that was a great experience really enjoyed it and then i got headhunted which i didn't even know what headhunting was by a headhunter right um after the second year, uh Lincoln recruitment, and I went in there. Then I was there for four, four, or five years. So you're uh, doing all
0: this while you're winning All Ireland's and All Stars, yeah? yeah?
1: Yeah, yeah. So when I was in there, Lingus, I uh, brought me up to I think
0: 2014, maybe. And um do you need an understanding boss, like when you're turning around saying, "Listen, we have got these games coming up," or like say, "What's what's it like, like say the week you win the All Ireland, like have you a week booked off work just in case you win it, or?" what's this
1: you do need to have um, do you need to have an understanding boss I think everybody's different I never tried to treat it as some sort of general rule of thumb I just tried to think about myself and again surely it comes up
0: in an interview you're going to get a job somewhere like they're aware you're playing with Dublin and you're going to need a certain amount of time for this you know and they know you're not going to give that up whereas like trying to get maybe the full 40 hours a week out it might be hard when you have all this going on or is it was it did the football team manage to kind of leave those nine to five hours Monday to Friday alone? Were you able to? Yeah, no, that's in that? no. Did they clash they, much? they
1: they never re- only in um, exceptional circumstances would they would they clash with it. Uh, training was always either before or after work. Mm. Um But I guess what, what I was about to say was I I would always have never given an employer a reason to doubt that I wasn't doing my yeah, job. Yeah, so yeah. when I was there, I was fully mm. there, and I was quite good at compartmentalizing. Work and football and just being all in when you're in work and trying not to drift mm. and when you're in training then just forgetting about work and going all in. Yeah, yeah,
0: being, being present. And equally beer, when yeah. you go
1: home then try to leave both of them behind and just focus on being a husband or whatever. Um, So I think that's really important but like I never had an issue with it because I always used to work hard and... Mm. Um, and
0: what, if, what's the conversation? Like say the boss say you're going to play an all it's Friday and you're going off to play an all and final on Sunday. Are you like... I might need next week off. I'm not sure yet, or I uh, might be it was, in. <laughs> it's it was it was it
1: was a given, you know. Yeah. And I and I was lucky that all my employers were into the guy. Yeah, that was. so helps, yeah. you know, and they would have equally derived value from me being involved
0: in it, you know, yeah. and you know, so um, it was never an issue to take some leave, yeah. you know. Were you conscious then, like, because say you're back, you're back in your twenties, back studying again. Like, and you, do you see your mates say your mates in swords, for example, who aren't playing into county? Like, they're obviously pushing on with their careers and progressing and stuff like that. Was that in your head at any stage? Like, that you're like, back studying again when maybe you're seeing some of your other mates going off and developing that their was, careers? That was hard. Yeah, yeah when
1: I went, when I left the plumbing, I was earning good money, I qualified, fully mm-hmm. qualified, and I was, um, it was, yeah, but it was a long term decision. Yeah. And, um, looking back now, like, it was,
0: um, because back it then, a straightforward decision to you, make, you know, you know, Garrett, like, at that, that stage, you. You had won on Ireland, yeah, or you hadn't no. got the other None of this was guaranteed, like, you know, it was a real big leap of faith, yeah. Yeah,
1: but no, like, when I left school, like, it, it was a kind of a decision that was 50 50 whether I was going to do a trade mm. I was going to go to college. Mm. And probably when I got into the trade, I kind of still had this draw for, for, for going to college, yeah, yeah. so it wasn't that difficult a decision. It was probably at the time, you know, financially, it was going to put a bit of pressure on, mm. but I had saved up for it. I kind of tried to prepare. And um, it was easier being being kind of involved with the county at the time. And
0: say like with the county, obviously it goes across. Championship goes across the whole summer. Like I'm sure you're you're missing out on. There's probably holidays with the lads there. There could be just weddings. Is there all these little events that are popping up that you just have to say no to because you have to look after yourself? But what's coming up like? Big time and uh, like there's a lot of sacrifice there. Like isn't there?
1: It's yeah, sacrifice. I don't like using that word when it comes to it because it's just it's like what are you sacrificing like, you know, yeah. um, it's just a life choice, you know, it was a choice that, like, you're, it, it, like it was, you're doing something that's selfish, like it's about, yeah. you know, you, you want to get better, you're going high perform. all high performing athletes are selfish and sacrifices is a strong word because it feels like you're kind of giving up on, you're, you're, you're missing something out and something else, whereas, I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything, you know, mm. I was like, to live my a dream, you know, to be absolutely, to yeah, yeah, be in this environment. Yeah. So, I think other people around me probably made more sacrifice than I did, like, you know. Okay. Um, but uh, but one thing I did do was probably and, like, rightfully wrong, wrongly, like, probably wrongly, like, um, I just kind of went all in on it and I'd like, I probably didn't stay as connected to my mates as you know, um, I, sh- I could have or should have, you know. I I'd just have, I'd imagine you're
0: kind of in a it's, a it's a bit of a bubble, I would imagine, yeah. to an extent, I know, like. Probably not as much of a bubble as maybe full on professional sports where you're literally doing that and nothing else. Like I suppose that is one of the benefits of the guy that you have a job outside of it as well. You know, yeah, which uh, probably helps to an extent. But you probably like you probably have to do what you did in order to get out of it. And I'd imagine if I sat down with most of the lads you played with in their county, they'd probably say something similar. Like I think yeah, you just, well, I just had to do. Now,
1: everyone's different. Yeah. Some people are able to maybe, but I I just had to go all in, on mm. it. and that's what I felt was the way I was going to get the best out of myself. If it just went for well, it. it. look, like you know, if
0: Carlsberg did GAA careers, like, you yeah, know, you're right like, up there, you know, you
1: can't argue with that. And it wasn't straightforward. Like, I wouldn't, you know, there's some players who've abundance of talent who just, like, you know, you, when they have maybe won a couple of All-Irelands or a couple of All-Stairs, you say, yeah, you can see that. But, like, for me, it wasn't straightforward. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to kind of work for every minute of it, every minute I played. When did you know it was time to retire then? When did I know it was time to retire? Um, I guess... It was coming to a phase where I wasn't getting game time. Um, I could feel that the body was creaking, you mm-hmm. know. It, it, it was creaking. It wasn't like, like feeling. Like I was, I, I'd had back surgery and I'd had a, yeah, uh, right. groin surgery yeah. in two years in concession. Yeah. And um, um, the back one kind of scared me the most because I got a thing called foot drop whereby my foot essentially went palsy. I was playing a game of Fingalian's out and actually right. Danny's. Danny here in Primal was, was, was playing I call him day. producer Danny
0: here yeah. you, call, you call him you make you call it captain does he? I call him Skip just for context Danny, is, him, Danny really. is the captain of the senior team for anyone listening to this not know what the hell we're talking about <laughs> right now and it's his cool studio we're sitting in right now as well
1: yeah but we were playing a game out in Port Marnock with Fingalians yeah. and um, Sunday morning and I played 20 minutes went out to actually in the warm up I went to solo the ball with my left foot and the ball went forward yeah. I was like, what's going on here? And when I was running, my my foot was kind of catching off the back of my calf. And I was like, "This I haven't got full power on my foot. I played around 20 minutes of the game, really worried, made a few runs, no power, mm. came off, sat like kind of really worried on the sideline thinking, what the hell's going on? Next morning, went in to see um, a back specialist and he, he, um, he said I had got a thing called foot drop. Which is where your foot goes, you lose, up on the, up on the at, the, at the canal, at a, at a kind of a nerve canal at the top yeah. of my glute. It had, um, the nerve had been blocked, to been pinched yeah, yeah. By, a, by a bulging disc. Yeah. And to the extent that it lost power in the foot. Well, yeah. And I had to get operated on straight away. Yeah, okay, yeah. That yeah. didn't leave, that went in
0: for a checkup, went well, didn't, out, mm. didn't leave, had to get operated on. Did you try and go back after the surgery to play again? Like Yeah, yeah. I went
1: back actually. The surgery went so well, um. Um and like right now like I'm sitting here and I'm still comfortable like mm. I, I'm still playing ball it's, it's still manageable but if I up the gears too much I feel it and I just need to be very careful of it but when I went back everything was I was actually flying I actually I um, probably hadn't had the best couple of years before the surgery when mm. I came back I was like a new man and I was buzzing around the pitch and but I probably came in too late I missed the whole league I played every championship game Um, as a sub and was making an impact scored off the bench in all the games that was that was was a good year I really enjoyed that year ended up uh, that was 18 I think and um, and then 19 then it just started kind of going downhill a little bit it was just a case that wasn't really working out you know I wasn't getting game time probably body wasn't Behaving itself, and there was a little bit of both, and then at the same time, Fingalians were in Division One, and um, I wasn't getting I I wasn't even getting a balance to be able to play with them. Okay. If I had been able to play with them, yeah. it would have been an outlet. I would have continued, you know, yeah. trying away, but I couldn't, and
0: I couldn't. Did you really play. miss that? Like when you couldn't play with them?
1: Remember, we were playing a game when I knew it was like I was, I was, I was psychologically done. Which is like me, going back to there's a bit of a trend there. I need yeah. to be all in, yeah, or yeah. else it's just, yeah. it's not. You know, you're gonna get. You're not going to get the performance you want. We were playing against Roscommon and I it was um, I put out a good pre-season. It was really the second game and came back, was winning the runs in January. I was flying and just assumed I was going to be starting the first league game. Didn't play. Didn't play the second one. And the third one was away, I think, to Roscommon or maybe the fourth. But didn't play in any of the first few games. And I wasn't starting against Roscommon away. And I, I just went, like I kind of said, look we've a big game against Moore's um local rival uh on Sunday morning. I want to play that. Mm. I don't want to go down and like sit in the bench yeah. for 10 minutes and uh, anyway they, um, they 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 wanted me to go down. And I remember like right up until the game's on in the morning and we're like in the preparation room, we're all chilled out, everybody's just about getting ready for the team meeting and I'm there like getting updates from uh the club to see where we're at and we yeah. end up like the up losing that game or drawing one or the other I think we lost it by a point a goal in the last play or something like that and I was saying oh my god we're in division one every win is critical yeah, to stay you up you felt you could have been there having an impact yeah, yeah. and that was kind of and, was, and like so that blended in with the body and not playing I was just like mm. you know it's no time for me so I continued to try and go at it wasn't making any inroads and psychologically I was kind of out there and physically I was under pressure and I just just felt I wasn't going to be adding value mm. you know and I just yeah. felt I could add value better in the club so mm. um so at the time it was probably straightforward for me because I just felt look if I'm not adding value if I'm not all in just you know let someone else take the opportunity. young lads who'd Big be time, much yeah. happier to kind of go at it. Than yeah more.
0: no I like your style like again I know there's that kind of everyone has that crossroads do you go as a senior player and maybe do a bit part and be part of the squad and coach but based on what you're telling me there in your mindset and attitude and approach to everything it just it and didn't suit
1: you, me, and yeah. now, now hindsight, like I look back, saying sh- maybe I could have stayed for another four months just for the CMCs, another, another
0: medal, maybe, yeah. But
1: <laughs> I know back then it wouldn't have meant anything to me because yeah. of my mindset. But now, it probably would have been, you know, probably would have been more straightforward. You know? So
0: speaking of the phrase "all in," you've retired, and then it's, it's time to start a family. Yeah. yeah. So you go and you become a dad, and it's twins. Yeah. Twins. Yeah. Yeah. Was that on the radar? Like, are you? Have you twins <laughs> in here? Either family or no, what? No. Um, so how how low did your jaw hit the floor when you found out you were having twins? Originally?
1: Oh jeez, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm trying to think back now to when we found out. Obviously, uh, it's great news. You find out you're. expecting uh, it was amazing. To be honest, yeah. with you, like I was, I was buzzing from the start. Yeah. Fiona was more on under- the like she was more worried about
0: it than, than, yeah, than, I, than I was. Yeah, I don't blame her. To be honest, I don't yeah.
1: know. I was just thinking that like. Um, it'd be novelty it'd be pretty cool that's the minute I heard yeah. I was like this is, this is really so this is you, really you have a boy and a girl are twins Boys yeah. is boy and a girl and, and what age are they now
0: they're uh, two yeah. cool and are they very similar or are they personalities very different Talking and cheese yeah. yeah in what way um, is there one quiet one one mad one or, he's a leontic he's yeah. a cool stereotypical boy yeah. Yeah.
1: and uh, she's she's just like her mother she's caring she goes runs around minding me and mine she's two years of age mine and Louis yeah She's, a similar dynamic at home as our yeah, well daughter, it's crazy, like yeah. it's just and it make you think about life, like you know, because like you know, they're just so different, like they've got the exact same upbringing, they've got the exact yeah. same environment, we've been the same to them, you know.
0: It's for that the nature whole versus life. nurture thing, isn't it? Like yeah. it's a fascinating thing, yeah. Fascinating yeah. watching two of them grow up together. Yeah. Like, How is that the case? She they literally shared a all womb she together. wants,
1: all she wants is pink things, right? yeah. All he wants is blue things and play football, <laughs> and I'm just saying. Like, we did not force that yeah, in any yeah. way whatsoever. Yeah, I yeah, see a similar
0: home scenario as well, yeah. So it's yeah.
1: bizarre, but it's deadly. Like, we, to be honest with you, it's been, transitioning from the game is not straightforward, right? When yeah. you're all in on something and you take it away. I was then lucky that I went straight into being the CEO of the GPA for three yeah. years. Sorry, the we kinda, pushed over that. That, it, that was, it was a okay, step, the, yeah. it, it's, not the, it's kind of like... It was kind of a lovely ramp out of the game. Yeah. Some players, when they finish, it's like falling off the edge of a cliff because yeah. it's gone. Yeah.
0: But you probably did work like that with the GPA, yeah. did you? Like, the like career transition stuff. programs. Yeah. And
1: so I was aware of it. But That's even, a
0: podcast in itself. I'd love to go yeah, on that yeah, another it's, time, it's, maybe. It's really, it's really cool interesting. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I was aware of it, but it was still not straightforward. You have to just kind of manage yourself through it because it is a massive gap, right?
0: And but say for you, like because I, I struggled when I my daughter was born. Like I would have been very in my routine with what with my nutrition, with my training and stuff like that. Like you're a whole other level as an elite athlete playing with Dublin, and then you are having twins as well. It's not just like where you have one where you can kind of take turns. Like so that must have been a huge upheaval for you from being used to be super routine and everything you did, and now all of a sudden it's like you're handed twins and you're like trying to survive day hour by hour. Never mind day, by day. And that's
1: where that's where like I so I kind of struggled for a period, yeah, and then yeah. when I had the kids, it made it easy. Okay, yeah. You, right, yeah. so I struggle from... Um, and when you're, when you're, as I say, go back, you're selfish as mm. a high performing athlete. You have, right? to, you be, have yeah. to be, You have to be, right? Everything you do, the minute I woke up was about, yeah, exactly, you mm. say, my nutrition, my well, um, my gear. If someone asks
0: you to do something, you have to kind of immediately think, how is this going to impact me? And my exactly. Yeah. you got That's kids, all the time. you have
1: to be selfless from mm. the minute you wake up in the morning. Yeah. Who eats first? Who do you tend to... That's like, it's an entire flip, but it was perfect for me because it was just... It allowed me to kind of go all in on being um, being a dad, and then like filling that void, yeah. like to, and you couldn't fill that. Get yeah. you know. Yeah. So, so a perfect time for me, and I've been I've been actually loving it since.
0: Cool, and loving it so much that you decided to go again. Then, yeah, that was that <laughs> one slipped. Um, yeah, that was a. Uh, so when you found out you're expecting <laughs> the second time, how old were the twins? They were,
1: um, um, they weren't one. Right, I
0: can't remember what
1: age they were. Maybe, maybe so. Obviously, you it's great. They were one, yeah, there was 14. Again. Months, sorry, they were 14 months. You're yeah. up
0: to your neck and nappies, and it, water was, it was, was never shock, like that. Honest, you must that be like, hits. Please don't be twins again, are you? That was that one hit us <laughs> really
1: hard. It was like difficult. Like, my um, both of us were like, Oh god, yeah, how gonna gonna do this. this. Yeah, and
0: yeah. my wife was like, here her
1: a bit harder, and then I had to try and be stronger, but even though. Deep down, I was saying, "What?
0: Yeah, yeah how you're trying, are we going to figure this? Out? Practically thinking, like how? What, like if change with the third, you've, like you're changing cars, you're changing everything. everything like, yeah, I, yeah,
1: we're like, what do you push? Like, there's no like, how do you push a boogie? Like, how <laughs> do we have to trade them? Do you bring <laughs> yeah, them to the yeah, shop? Yeah. Like, everything yeah. changed on that one. Yeah.
0: To be people here with small kids, listen, maybe four and five kids, but like to have three kids, like what? Like what age were the twins when the their third was born? Did uh, you, you 14 know boy, months,
1: Yeah, fourteen months. So three kids, fourteen months
0: Yeah. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was like, so they're like triplets. It's all in and, like, and then yeah. it's that, like, that's a whole other level. It was, yeah.
1: it was crazy. But like, you just, you just figure it out. Not not what a I choice, say, yeah, you know, choice, yeah, just get on with it, yeah. Someone said to me before, like, was like, um, um, really successful fellow I met, he, he's, he lives in New York, an Irish guy, he went over there and just dominating his space over in New York, and um, it was at a leadership talk that he was doing one time, and he was talking about, like, you know, leadership and everything. He goes, the hardest leadership you ever do is, like, is 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 parenting? Mm. He says because like everything else is always this, like, no one guides you through it. No one tells you what to do. No you're just structure give, manuals. Yeah, you don't stroke. You're, no you're, mm. you're given a child and you just have to tend to and figure it out. And like it was. I remember when I it never really resonated with me until I had kids. I was like, this you can't is crazy. get your head around.
0: You have to go through it. Yeah. yeah. People tell you all the time. Like I'm surrounded in a gym full of dads. And before I had the kids, like, oh, you won't know what hit you. You won't know what hit you. And it's like, listen, I'm. Thirty years, all the time I was like I know I know what life's all about at this stage. Yeah. I have it figured out, and then it's when it comes, it's like right, oh yeah, now I know what they're talking about. Yeah,
1: and then it's deadly because you can relate to people then. So like you know, immediately me and you have something that we can. It's just a bond, yeah. yeah, and
0: it's like like if if I asked you like how your kids are and stuff, I would be interested, but I wouldn't have that appreciation, you know, unless yeah. you're through the same thing. Exactly. So the the final thing I want to ask you was like we've gone through a lot of good stuff there. Like where what's Paul Flynn up to now? Because obviously you were with the GPA, that's finished up now. Apart from changing a lot of nappies and cleaning a lot of bums what do you do now like what's keeping you busy outside
1: yeah well I wish (laughs) I that's definitely um, we're definitely balancing the game put it that way you know at home Um, so I'm busy at the moment now with I'm running a healthcare company okay Um, Kind of took over an hour and two years ago, yeah. and a couple of other guys. What's it called? It's called Mobile Medical Diagnostics, okay. And it provides it's the only um, mobile X-ray service in Ireland. All right, yeah. So it brings a mobile X-ray service out into community facilities, um, where typically them individuals would have to go into hospital. Yeah. So you're talking about nursing homes, intellectual disability centers, right. even houses yeah. and. Or community
0: nursing facilities and Is so on. Is it forth. an on-call thing, or do you grow for special days? Yeah, it's on-call, yeah. but
1: like it does, we do both. We grow on special days, mm. or we, we we or we go when uh, on an as-needed, when-needed basis. Very good, yeah. So yeah. we're based now in Dublin, Cork, and uh, Limerick, and um, yeah, yeah. we're growing. So yeah, it's going really well, thank yeah. God, and big learning for me too to be kind of going in and into a new kind of sector, uh, re- heavily regulated sector, mm. and to um, manage going qualified people. It's it's been. Really, um, great learning, great experience, what and we're size, going really a team? well. Have you
0: got which at the moment? We've 12, yeah, yeah staff now, yeah, yeah. so
1: we're, we're kind of and grown and um, yeah, so it's going really well, yeah, thank brilliant. god. But it's a grind, and like everything in life, I've just figured out you just have to know yourself first. But I know mm-hmm. now that, like, when you're all in on something, you just have if you want it, if you want something to work, you have to go mm-hmm. all in. And well, I certainly do, I know some people are well able to just. Juggle different things and be able Not to. it's deliver. your own
0: business, you, you, you have to you have to go all in. You, have, you have to go all in. in. Yeah, yeah. And
1: um, thank God, we're reaping the the rewards now, and it's kind of grown. And it's great to see it growing and mm. turn into an organization and great team. Um, and um, yeah. So that's been keeping me really busy. Me mm. on the road a good bit with that. Um, i have then involved in a couple a couple of things. I'm I I sit on the board of Pieta. Oh, um, very good. Yeah? yeah. How did you get involved there? I've uh, been involved for years. Yeah. Well, back to our mates. One of our mates died by suicide in 2012, okay, and yeah. we organised a big fundraiser um, in Fingallins. Actually, yeah, yeah, huge event. Did he play? Time. Did you play with him? In yeah, Fingalians? he played Fingallins. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's a good few is And he lived was, in Castle Drive. What lived was his name? Alan Leach. Okay, I guarantee he's yeah. a good few As we listening to this, oh, I did. I know I did him, all yeah, know him, yeah. yeah. Well, not all of them, but a good few of them. Yeah. We know him uh, Screech, and um, so that really kind of hit us all hard. Big you know, Um yeah, and then couple of years roll on a couple of years I was I was introduced to an organisation called Board Match okay. and what they do is they, they match individuals to not for profit boards right. and it's for your own professional development yeah. as much as anything and um, they approached through the GPA at the time Gator Players Association mm-hmm. they wanted to get kind of high profile players that could like learn and the, the charities That's could a really benefit from up. them yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was win-win so I've been doing a bit of ambassador stuff with Pieda at the time. Yeah, that's brilliant. And they matched me then to Pieda and uh, joined the board. And yeah. didn't was passive enough for the first number of years, to be honest with you. It was, um, you were in a ticket year, taking J. my career. Yeah, and yeah. All the board meetings were six. So I actually ended up just sitting on a subcommittee of the board for okay. a good few years. Um, And I was well engaged. I used yeah, to do, yeah. attend every meeting, but I just wasn't able to attend the board meetings. But anyway, last year, last year or this year? This year, sorry, early this year. Uh, I joined the board. Really, new, right, yeah, yeah, new chairperson yeah. on. So, um, and I'm really enjoying that. That's another bit of learning. Yeah, excellent. Um, yeah, yeah. So well that, that's keeping me busy. And again. then um, my wife, Fiona and Karen, um, yeah. uh, Carol Conley's, um, uh, who I played Dublin Minor back yeah. to the start of the podcast, um, they they set up a business now. Um, okay, so Calla. what's that about? It's an at-leisure um, business. Right. So like, yeah, primarily for uh, women's clothing at the moment. Okay, yeah. Um, we'll expand probably further. So we're helping them out too. They're they're getting off the ground. They're doing a great job just kind of, you know, building a supply chain and getting the the, the branding done. What
0: sort of gear do they do?
1: Leggings. Yeah. Jackets, hats, and uh, sports bras and t shirts and things like this. So,
0: if I was a husband listening to this podcast now and I was wondering what to get my wife for Christmas coming up now, that would be a really good thing, wouldn't it? It would be good. Yeah, it would be
1: good to support them. Local business, and they're yeah. doing really well. they've
0: got two girls from Swords putting the work in. Yeah, yeah. They've,
1: they've done a nice little job. I think, uh, well, for me anyway, I think back, I was always practical when it came to presents. If yeah. I seen something, and uh, I, I and when I'm walking by a stall, maybe a little bit more impulsive when I see it, and I, I, I'd I, get a perfect box for them. But they've designed this Kala box, which is essentially leggings, a bra, and a hat. Yeah. And it's a great gift for 85 quid. And I think. Um,
0: Where would you get that? Online. So yeah. they um What's the website?
1: Their website is kala um, by Hudson.ie.
0: Okay. How do you spell it? Just to make sure. K A L A
1: by Hudson. The second name. Yeah. H U D S O N. Yeah. Brilliant. So check them out on Instagram or their website. Yeah, and you yeah. can kinda you can kinda support them. So yeah. hopefully they can they can do that. So we're giving them a dig out too in, in in my spare time as well. And um next year we're gonna kinda give a little bit more focus on it the the four of us and, and Brilliant, to really man. try to grow that. So yeah, that's where it's and then after that then you you know, the the after that I'm playing for Ving still. Yeah. Um, l- loving that at yeah. the moment. Um I've probably got a few more years of me not my you know, but I'm gonna go all you know, all in on it and uh look after my body and try to get the most out of it. Get
0: you down to the fine fitness then after that, yeah. Get to come down and do a, a session one of day these days, has been,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> have to come down and do a session yeah. even
1: before well, we've half, I nice. said
0: we have half of Fingalians down there at the moment, so we will get you uh, down at some point in the future. Very good, yeah. yeah. Now listen, Paul, thank you so much for your time. you are giving us so much value there. Just to give people perspective, it is half nine on a Thursday evening and Paul is here. Myself, uh, paul and dan are all here thanks for our very understanding wives letting us get out after we got kids to bed to get here so paul thank you so much for your time see you ga man businessman family man it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on thanks very much thanks for listening to this episode of the bulletproof dad podcast i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did if you took value from it don't be afraid to share it with your mates drop it in the whatsapp group let the lads know a lot of guys can benefit from this